episode 314 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for people who play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're sitting at home jamming some arena, you're out at your local game store with a couple of friends playing Commander or other fun multiplayer formats, or you're heading out to your local Magic Fest to grind some games. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we've got a show chock full. Why do you say chock full? That's a great question. It's certainly not spelled like chalk, like what you use on a on a on a blackboard. But it's not chalk chalk full. It's not ch- chalk full. This show is chalk full. Oh man, I need to take these erasers out and clean them. They're really chalk full. <laughs> you could say a classroom is chalk full of chalk. That's true. You I'm could. gonna I'm gonna look it up as you Please tell us what it's chalk it full of. Oh great, great, great. The number of language tips we've given you on the show, by the way, over the years, I feel is quite high for a show that is in no way related to language or medicine. Um, so anyway, what we're going to talk about on the show today is chock full of stuff that's going on. So much has happened over the past week and weekend in the world of magic that we're going to start things off with a mailbag, which we don't do on the show all the time, but we like to do from time to time to let you write in with questions for us. And there's some pretty big questions out there that you had this week, so we're going to start out with that. Then, of course, we're going to talk about the Grand Prix in New Jersey, which was limited this past weekend at the Magic Fest New Jersey. And what were the top decks like? We're going to talk a little bit about <coughs> draft in this new Ravnica Allegiance format. What are you supposed to draft? What's the best colors? What are the worst colors? What's a trap? What cards do we want to yell about? And what is this card that's right we've got a list do you know what Hmm. so there's not a clear answer really it seems like the most likely one is that it comes from a like an older spelling of cheek meaning you're like you You know like stuff your cheek full of stuff yeah like a squirrel (laughs) that's so much cuter than i thought it was gonna be yeah so, oh, cheekful. Yeah, that makes sense. There you like go. a little squirrel. But <gasps> it's been around for a really long time. And it seems like it's not a saying so much as it was a word. It's just it's a just word. what happened. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So there you go. Wow. That's your etymology of chockful. Speaking of squirrels, I recently bought... Sorry to, to tangent off of our tangent briefly. Yes. Um, I bought the Super Mario Brothers game for Switch that was originally released on the Wii U, which I didn't own. Mm-hmm. And I feel very betrayed by all of you who didn't tell me that you can become a flying squirrel in that version of Mario. Wow. Why didn't you tell me? It's so cool. with the little tail? No, it's not the raccoon. It's a squirrel. So you can float up. You have little squirrel wings, flying squirrel wings, and you float down and up and down. So it's kind of like the tail, but like a little different than the tail. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no no clue. It's so cool. Well, now you have it, though. Anyway, there you go. Where were we? If you like flying squirrels. Oh, yeah. uh, New Jersey. And then we're going to talk about the SCG event this past weekend as well, which was standard. What's happening in standard? (gasps) New decks. New decks. New decks. New decks. As always, if you're looking for the more hard-hitting MTG news, and by hard-hitting, I mean brief, factual, all-encompassing, check out our brand new mini-podcast, The Upkeep, which comes out every Monday, and in 10 minutes or less, gives you all of the magic news. So here we'll discuss things in-depth, like deck lists, 
uh, as Maria said, mailbags and other things going on. But that's for what has happened in the world of magic. Yes. And you can search for the upkeep anywhere that fine podcasts are searched for. It now 100% is across all platforms. If you could leave us a review, too, if you're a listener, that would be awesome because that's how people find new podcasts and iTunes bumps it up in the ratings. If you hate it, leave a review, too. I don't really care. <laughs> I just am happy you're interacting with the media that you choose to consume. Wow. Yes. Shout out to media interaction. <laughs> but before we get started with our show, uh, we've got some people to thank, and that's number one, that, that's number one person, is you, if that's you support right. us on Patreon. Thank you so much to everyone who is a supporter of the podcast, whether you're chipping in the, a buck a month, five bucks a month, it doesn't matter to us. What matters is that in another way, yeah, you're, interacting you're interacting with the media that you consume. Um, it really does mean the world to us. Some artists, you can go out and you can buy prints of their artwork, or you can go out and you can see them do performances at venues, and you know you pay for yeah. tickets, and they, they get a portion of those ticket sales. This is our, our, our art... <laughs> This is our art. This is our art. Um, and we so appreciate when you take a little bit of time um, to show that, that it means something to you and support it via Patreon. So head on over there, patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Nailed it. And Card Kingdom, too. They are a sponsor of our show. They've been for a while now. Uh, you can use our affiliate link whenever you buy anything from Card Kingdom. And that lets them know that you support us as they're supporting us. And that link is cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. No magic on that one. Uh, but just use that whenever you're shopping over there. And why wouldn't you shop over there? Why wouldn't you? They're so great. You can now get booster boxes of Ravnica Allegiance. So what Send are them on you over. waiting for? Send them on over. Yeah, uh, they're great. They'll put a sticker in your order if you request one from good luck high five customer service is uh, second to none in the whole biz and they're just staffed by a bunch of great people and they've got a bunch of great products so check them out carkingdom.com slash gl hf big shout out before we go onto the show real quick to our board game channel youtube.com slash glhf board games if you're a board gamer head on over there hit sub uh we post a new board game reviewer playthrough every week and this week it's sagrada, it's sagrada one of our there favorites is a new five to six player expansion for sagrada which one is great because yeah. it's one of our favorite games our favorite non-magic games gasp what <laughs> you play other uh, yep, you know, sometimes yes. you got to expand your horizons. Yeah. Um, it's gorgeous. We love it. It's a ton of fun. They have a new expansion, and you get to see us play through it. So oh, It's beautiful stained glass window it's dice. It's gorgeous. And, uh, anyway, And it's you can great. see some footage of the actual Sagrada Familia <laughs> yeah. in that video from when we were there in December. And if you're like, where was your vlog from that, from your trip to Spain? It's coming. Someday. S someday, very someday. slowly, but, but it the will be meantime, there. in time, you can see footage of yes. the Sagrada Familia. <laughs> On our board game review. <laughs> is that our weird way of getting you to go over there? Now it is. <laughs> it's time for a good luck high five mailbag. That's right. Uh, so we have a couple of different ways that we've gotten mailbag questions here. First of all, we have the mailbag section on our Discord chat. Yes. Access to that Discord is for patrons. So if you're like, I want to, you know, hang out with some sweet GLHF peeps and look at pictures of really cute ferrets, it's the place to be. It's a great Discord. Especially the ferret pictures. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So let's get started. Okay. First question. Yes. 
So should we start with the most pressing one that most people yeah, want to know the about? the one that everyone is asking. Okay. What are your thoughts on GP coverage? Okay, well... <laughs> Broadly speaking, it's great. I love it. <laughs> okay. We love GP coverage is what you're saying. Yes. Uh, so the question is based off of something that happened this past weekend, which we go into a little bit more, I guess I'm going to say in depth, but we'll talk about it on the upkeep uh, as well, because there's a big news item this week. Somebody, um, I don't know who, who, who it was, asked a question about text coverage or something this weekend yeah. from GP New Jersey. And the Magic Pro Tour account replied to that person on Twitter with a, t- a little two-parter, a little two-parter uh, reply um, yeah. that was specifically about text coverage. So we'll try and uh, pull it up so we can read it for you exactly. But that's the only official word that's been given, BTW, is this two-part tweet um, will there be more coming in the future? I believe so. Um, but will yet to be, yet to be, <laughs> yet to be known, but I'm hard pressed to think that this would be a, an official response to the lack of coverage. Um, this would be like the official, <laughs> this, is, this is it. <laughs> okay. Here's the tweet. Uh, it's yeah, two part as Mario said. Uh, First, as we begin to focus on Mythic Championships and the Magic Pro League, we're adjusting our coverage for tournaments at Magic Fest. For New New Jersey... New Jersey. (laughs) For New Jersey forward... We'll be be posting critical end of tournament information on Sunday evening instead of round by round postings here and on our sites. Fans can still expect to see top eight deck lists and tournament results on Sunday evenings. Okay. And this has um, this has the good old 210 comment replies as opposed to 20 likes. (laughs) So I think that we all can understand how other people are feeling about (laughs) this. Yes. And so I guess here's the thing, like both of us work for Grand Prix coverage, you know, um, so we are entrenched in this and there's a lot of things we cannot comment on officially. Um, But I can say that um, I loved I loved doing it. I I loved watching it. Yeah. Um, Even if like we weren't working New Jersey this weekend or whatever, I would have been like, fine, because, you know, we didn't work every Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, But I would have loved to be able to turn it on and watch. Yeah. I mean, it's a new limited set. It's so exciting. I just I just would have loved to see it. So it makes me sad that it that it wasn't here. Yeah. And this tweet uh, specifically talks about text coverage. And so what we're losing here, according to this tweet, is um, there was round by round postings and parents based on you you could go and check out your friends and see how they were doing at the tournament and you know but tons of articles that were posted throughout the tournament photos tweets about how people were doing and then of course the top eight profiles once we got to the top eight on Sunday and then a big winner picture and all this kind of stuff all that stuff from from what I can tell from this tweet is something that they're not concerned with going forward just um posting the top eight deck lists and like the top eight from Sunday. Is that yeah. right? Is that what I can assume from this tweet? It certainly seems to be what most people are assuming. Okay. <laughs> the general assumptions seem to be that there is not going to be GP coverage. Yes. That what we will get out of a GP is top eight player profiles, top eight deck lists, basically the end. Uh, so that seems to be the general assumption that people are running with right now. But this is... But and we do not have an official announcement that, yet. Yeah, that is not 100% confirmed, all the things that we said. All that's confirmed is literally those words that were in those two tweets. Um, um, so I assume that we'll be getting more. Yes, be getting soon. more about that soon, because I just can't fathom that we wouldn't be. Um, but, but yeah, uh, personally, 
I love I love watching GPs. Could the coverage of GPs be better? Like I I believe that it could, and I yeah. do believe that it's also not that difficult to yeah. make it better, um, and that it has been steadily improving over the years as well. Absolutely, um, losing it on the whole would make me uh, extremely sad because I love following those tournaments. That was our first connection to competitive magic mm-hmm. was watching and attending you know Grand Prix. Yeah. And just the story of having, you know, thousands of people playing in this tournament and all getting down to the top eight and somebody winning it all by making the right meta call, maybe an unknown player, very often like an unknown player who then like makes a big run at the pro tour or tries to make a run of it or starts grinding or something like that, whatever. Um, It makes me really sad to lose that. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are a bunch of takes about this on Twitter, too. My uh, one that I... (laughs) I'm going to call my personal favorite is uh, Reed Duke uh, tweeting out that his mom was very sad <laughs> about the reduction yes. in crampy. My mom is very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, great. Great. Um, you know, don't make Reed Duke's mom sad. That's that's the saddest thing yeah, I can think of right there now. There you go. Um, some of the some of the other things uh, that that I've scene scene um that i have connected with more is also people pointing out that a lot of times grand prix coverage is the way that we get to see um more female and non-binary players out there uh it's the way that we get to see you know players from more diverse backgrounds than honestly what you get out of the magic pro league absolutely um and if we're if we're lose if we lose all that coverage we're losing all of this visibility that we've worked really hard for in the past couple of years for those players yeah um especially for female players 100 it's just sort of and like it's all of a sudden it's gone it's gone completely gone Yes. It's 100% gone. So we don't know what's going to happen with these um, arena invitational events in the future, which, you know, very well could involve more females or non-binary people or whatever as part of these tournaments. But I, I still, my point still stands about that I would feel a huge hit for the loss of these tournaments yeah. on the weekend, which, of course, there's no official word on or anything like that, just pulling from what people are kind of assuming online. Yeah. Um, I think also the other take that I've seen that I also resonated with me is that it felt like in the winter we were kind of being sold this idea of the Magic Pro League being a new investment in magic. Yeah. And like, I'll just say it. It's not an investment if what you're doing is canceling something else to do it. Yeah. That just means that you're re like you're restructuring. Reallocating. Exactly. You're reallocating. It's not a, a vote of confidence in something new. It's not actually expanding anything. It's just being like... Where it's not an investment if you're not actually investing something new into it. Right. Uh, And I guess it just kind of feels like that's a lot less inspiring to me um, to be like, oh, you just canceled one thing in order to create another. Yeah. I would have liked to see them actually create something new. So... Um, Without it being at the expense of something else. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. It feels kind of like... um, and, you know, maybe they didn't want to and this is a budget concern or whatever. Yeah. You know, we don't know these things. But. It's like someone gives you a sweater and you're like, thank you. I'm so excited for this sweater. And then later on, you go to your yarn stash and you realize that they just took your yarn to make the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, sure, you're happy to have the sweater, kind of. But you're also like, what? what? Why did that you was my yarn. yarn? 
I thought that you were just giving me a sweater. Oh, that's great. That's great. Perfect analogy. Thank you. Uh, like, we don't exactly know what they're doing with the MPL, but if I had to, like, make some guesses about it, it would be like, oh, doing events, you know, with MPL versus MPL on the weekends or whatever. And maybe they yeah. were concerned um, if what happens, what people are assuming about GPs going away, that they would compete with each other. Yeah. But in my opinion, like, that's not really... That's, yeah. They're two kind of separate Things. They're different things. I would switch yeah. between them. I would watch both. Exactly. None of this to say that, that I'm not still excited for no. the MPL. I'm super excited to watch that. There's lots of people that we are like so invested in, in how they do um, on a professional level, on a personal level, because we call them our friends. Yes. Uh, there's for me, for me personally, there is no replacement for thousands of players, large tournament. Yeah. There just isn't. There just isn't. You cannot have the amount of diversity in deck and people in the storyline of the exciting stories that we're going to see coming out of this. Sure, we're going to get those in the MPL uh, to a, a lesser extent. Yeah. But we won't get the surprises. We won't get the shocks that we won't get the cool stories that we saw coming out of Grand Prix. Just like it won't happen. Like yeah. we'll get something, but it won't be that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, there you go. Hopefully so, we get a statement from Wizards of the knows? Coast at some point in the near future about what exactly is going to be happening with this? What exactly is being, you know, changed around? Because right now, all we know is those literal two tweets and everything else is just speculation about that kind of stuff. So other questions. Okay, next question. <laughs> is it possible to, possible to play Rhythm of the Wild without singing Rhythm of the Night? <laughs> well, I'm going to say yes, because I've never done that. But maybe no. For you, asked that feels question. like a personal that feels like a personal question that each of us has to ask ourselves. Yeah. And then answer seriously for ourselves. You know, I have a good tip, though. If you ever get a song stuck in your head. Yeah. Like Rhythm of the Night. Um, I've heard that you're supposed to sing row, row, row your boat to yourself really slowly, which is, to be fair, quite creepy, but will help banish the song that's stuck in your head. Row, row. <laughs> Oh, you're both. This is the this is a horror movie preview. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a Victorian really baby turning its head all the way around and staring stream. at you. I was gonna say for me it's like it's it is a little boat out on like a completely pitch black lake at night. Oh yes. And it's just a person sitting <gasps> and paddling in it. Wow. And then all of a sudden they turn around and they have like a skeleton face. <laughs> Too bad this isn't Flavor Text Theater, because I am sponsoring that film. Skeleton face in a boat. Skeleton face in a boat. Anyways. You know people would go. Uh, what's your take on the standard meta right now? What decks are your favorites? We are going to talk about this a yes. little bit more yeah. uh, later on when we talk about it. So I'll just say your answer comes later. Yeah, it is coming up. We're going to talk about that a lot. Yeah. Um, Zalikar asks from a commander view, which allegiance legendary creature do you think would make the most fun to play commander deck? Judith. Maria's just going to answer that no matter what. Judith. I love her. She's great. She's got yeah. a great name. She's a scourge diva. What do you want? I'd also pick Rakdos showstopper because flipping that many coins in a game of commander seems like a, a lot of fun or horrible com com Depending on your commander group and how many times Rakdos is going to be leaving play. Hold on. I'm going to think about this for a second. Okay. There's only look, a few. Yeah. I'm going to look through them all because 
I want to, I want to know. Yeah, there is. Those are the two Rakdos ones that I mentioned, which I mean, is really on brand with my life, but yeah. there we you know go. What Maria wants. Yeah. All right. I mean, you could do prime speaker Vanifar. I think that'd be kind of yeah, cool. I feel like probably lots of people are out there yelling at, the, at this prime speaker Vanifar. Um, I kind of like the idea of maybe Tasa Karlov. I think Tasa would be having really cool. a really cool sacrifice deck. Yeah, uh, which could even go. Yeah, that's pretty. That would be pretty cool. So go there's with my, Judith, <clears throat> but they can't be in the same one because oh, they're different colors. You're right. Never mind. What am I saying? Part of me would kind of love to see someone play a Nikia of the old ways, just like Ooh, massive mass, creature, huge deck. mana, deck. huge creatures. That's just cool. Creatures for days. Creatures for days. I'm the into it. The biggest creatures out there. I love it. Same. Um, Get so hoofed. Yeah, yeah but there, you've got some cool options <clears throat> in the set. And I mean, I would play, uh, let's be honest, it's blue-white. I would play Dovin. I would create a sick, like, little Thopter deck somehow. Ooh, a Thopter deck would be cool. Yes, with, like, Thopter spy network. <gasps> stuff yes. like that. Thopters, Thopters, Thopters. I hope they make some more um, commander decks for us in the future because those have yeah. been super fun to play with. They really have. All right, hit me with hit me with your best shot, and by best yep. shot I mean another question. All right, this one these ones are from Twitter. Yes, <laughs> here we go. Uh, First we have uh, is the International Wine and Decklist Club taking new members? <laughs> the answer is always, always, always. Honestly, anytime if you at any point um, even just hold a deck. And sip a glass of wine. You're in. You are part of the club at that moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you you are in the International Wine and Decklist Club. Have you ever, if you have ever, yes. sipped wine? And if you're and curious to this, this is a series we did on our YouTube channel with various magic celebrities. Yes, you can go and find them. The Excellent. very first one was with um, Kathleen yeah. from Loading Ready Run. Yeah. It's delightful. Just great. Uh, Wine and deckless pairings. Exactly. We're not in it. Some very fancy ladies are in it. Oh, no, it's not us. No, it's not us. Definitely not. We highly recommend it. All right, next question. Um, Oh, go ahead. Stephen Wright asks, do you think Watsi missed an opportunity to have a diverse top 32 MPL uh, geography, gender, age, etc.? So people have been talking about this question. A lot. A lot. And um, the way they did it was they just straight went straight down <laughs> the list. Straight down the list. Skipped a couple of people, to be fair, in yeah. order to have somebody from the APAC region. Um, so I guess, like, if you're doing this the first year, I guess that's, if I really, I guess that's the most, like, quote-unquote fair way to do it. Yeah. With no knowledge beforehand of how to make an entrance into the MPL. I guess I my, know. here's my argument for it is if you are making something called the Magic Pro League and it's completely new. And, and you're, it's arbitrary, so you can just you, choose. Exactly. If, if it's new, guess what? You get to choose. That's you get true. to make the rules. It's not called the Magic Top 32 League. True. Um, so I guess I do think that they could have made different choices. How would that, uh, would that have made it better? Um, yeah. For people who would like to see greater diversity as part of it, certainly. I, I do wonder what's going to happen next year with how they choose the yeah. members because we don't know. That's been a huge question on my mind, even as I know this one just got started. But as I look at it and I look at people, you know, like ranking up on arena and playing arena in different ways and then continuing to play paper magic. It's been a huge question on my yeah. mind. Like, 
if that was your goal is like, I want to make the magic pro league. How, how do you do it? How? We don't know. We don't know. I do feel like it was a missed opportunity for them as they were constructing something new to say, what are the ways that we can construct this, that we are representing people, all of the people who play magic in the best possible way. And how do we make sure that this continues year to year with all people being, uh, horrendously angry about the decisions we make and the choices we make in this. Yeah. Like it's a super complicated question. Can you imagine having a full-time job that you might lose like year to year? You just know that you might lose it. I mean, isn't I mean, that I all jobs? <laughs> you're not wrong, but it's very different. No, from it is being different. Like in, in a, in a business environment where yeah. you're like, Oh, I know that I'm for instance, like I'm building this business or I'm climbing this ladder and to just be like, who knows? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is a precarious position for these people. That's a lot of P's to use in one sentence. Yeah. But they don't know. I mean, maybe they know now, but we don't know how they qualify for the next year. How do they make sure they stay on the train? Like if yeah. nobody watches their streams and stuff, they're going to be like, well, bye. Exactly. And it's like, how are they to know that that was part of it? If they're not laying it out literally right now. I don't know. How are they to know? And how are they supposed to succeed by these metrics? I don't know. Maybe they, if they are invisible. Maybe they told them this past weekend, they were all up in Seattle this yeah. past week having a little conference. So maybe they, they know and we just don't, but that's like, true. Yeah. But it still seems like if you're looking at people who want to aspire to it, they need to know those sure. things. Yes, absolutely. Um, because also imagine if you were someone who's like, I want to be part of the magic pro league and then you make it and they're like, by the way, part of it is that you have to have a stream that has this many viewers and you're like, I didn't want that. Yeah. But I yeah. never knew. No. So still waiting on that one. So many different discussions to be had about the magic Jeez, pro league this we week. Could, we could go all day. In summary, why <laughs> don't we know more things? <laughs> well, there we go. Gerardo asks, will we get a multicolored Jace Planeswalker in the upcoming set? Great question. Um, I imagine they're asking because of War of the, the War of the Spark and all of these different Planeswalkers with all of their different ambitions and goals yeah. coming to Ravnica. Maybe Jace does become, maybe he becomes blue-white in the spirit of the Azorius and blue wanting black. to keep things in. Yeah, maybe, maybe he becomes blue-black. Maybe he just continues to be himself and it is blue. That's what I would guess. But, you I know. I mean, we saw Nissa go blue-green. That's true. We did. On yeah. Amonkhet, yeah. which is pretty cool. Oh, I don't know. So. Okay. We saw Garrick gain black, which was kind of. Yeah. Spooky. So who knows? As spooky as slowly singing, row, row, row your butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody else wants to know our predictions of War of the Spark. Katie. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. What are I your mean, predictions? right now. Who knows? Okay, here's my prediction. Ooh, okay, all right, all right, all right. A member of the Gatewatch dies. Absolutely. If they don't, I'll be so mad. I'm 100% in on that prediction. Yeah. 100%. Somebody else uh, recently told me that their prediction was that there would be a planeswalker in every pack, but a lot of them would be severely underpowered. And I was like... <laughs> that's too much. Can you imagine playing a draft with like somebody that's five planeswalkers up? Yeah. No, like, thank you. What if there's a planeswalker, like even at Uncommon? Oh, a planeswalker weird. at Uncommon. That's Ugh. weird. Kaya could be at Uncommon right now and no one would play her anyway. So. True. True. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I guess... I guess yeah, my my prediction is like what we talked about on an episode a few episodes ago, which yeah. was like that we think that it's going to be the war for it, the power to ignite Planeswalker Sparks. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. I do want to see, 
or okay member of the gate watch dies or member of the gate watch loses their spark <gasps> or it has to be a normie or gives up their has to give up their spark you know what yes that's what it is that's what it is somebody has to sacrifice their spark to save the universe wow or maybe all of the gate watch does except jace because nope, lord knows even jace, jace isn't going anywhere okay four of them have to sacrifice it and jace dies <laughs> Fine, you sold me. There you go. You sold me. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, that's okay. what I've got so far. Next question. Is Wait, from, what? Q. Go, go, what if, go for it. What if Bully wins? You know what? I'm fine with it. Same. Reset. Hit the reset Same. button. I'm I'm down. What if they're all just gone? Um, I think I'm also what fine if we with go it. I'll miss Liliana the, and stuff. We but. go back to the Big Bang of Magic. Ooh, the Big Bang of Magic? Like all of the planes. Okay, so in the heat death of the universe yeah. situation, instead, this is not that kind. It's the kind where it has enough mass to collapse back in on itself eventually to yeah. stop expanding and start collapsing. Okay. And it all... All of the planes just are start recollapsing together, so they all get weird, mashed up, tiny little, and then they all, and then everything's gone. Great, and then it all explodes into new planes again. We're gonna make a vision board about this. I don't know. This is this is my vision board (laughs) for it. We we are very we're big advocates for complete destruction of a lot of stuff in magic, and um, anyway, (laughs) yeah, it's exciting. Uh, Christopher. Christopher Harris asks how do you improve on the little things in magic I've been playing for about a year but I still miss triggers tap the wrong lands and make other small misplays all the time I also feel like (laughs) arena makes this worse since it does it all for me this is an excellent question yes and something that we have faced personally of course yeah the arena thing I'll come to at the end but like honestly you've been playing for about a year that's not a long time relative in the magic world so it's just a matter of doing things a lot and playing with these decks in whatever format you want to be playing with them well in yeah so like arena is great and it can help you practice for tournaments but honestly go to your local game store and play it in person true before you go to a big event and want to win with it because you just need to get honestly it's physical it's it's muscle memory honestly it really is it's like playing golf or whatever or riding a bike you your body will remember to do these things if you're doing it physically out in in person i would also say um you i'll be honest you're going to continue to make those mistakes you I don't know that there will ever be a time where you won't make them. And all the you, pros make them be, too. Exactly. It'll be way less. You will make it, yeah. you know, maybe you will make that mistake once every six months as opposed to you feel like once every pre-release that yeah. you play or whatever. Um, but also to like just being like being kind with yourself when it happens and remembering like, hey, it's just a game of magic. Yeah. It's one game of magic. Um, and everyone makes mistakes and it's okay. A, a little uh, tip that we have on the show and that you might have heard of is to put a dice on top of your of your library to remind yourself of a trigger that that's you don't want to miss upkeep. on your upkeep. Yeah. Um, that's something that I do. And I've, I've in fact moved that for anything that I want to remember <laughs> on the start near the start of my turn. I will yeah. put the dice there. For instance, like uh, what's the name of the card? The black, red, two fire something or other in Rakdos for this set that lets you sacrifice a creature. Oh yeah. Um, Fireblade yeah, artist. Fireblade artist. So I would put my dice there to remind myself that, Oh, we're in my upkeep. Did I just remember the name of a Rakdos card when Maria did <laughs> you did wow you really did you know i didn't have to know it for gp new jersey so i'm like here we are what's the name of that card um so like yeah uh that that helps me remember my triggers too that's a tiny little thing yeah and i'll be honest like 
I also think that having some kind of mindfulness or meditation practice in your life is super helpful. Whether it's you do a little bit of yoga every day, whether it's that you actually practice meditation um, every day or once a week or something like that, but just something that gets your, again, gets your body in the habit of slowing down and being very present is I've always found that when I'm actively practicing that in the rest of my life, it does impact my magic and it becomes a lot easier to keep track of that stuff um, because my focus is a little bit more honed and my brain, my brain's a little bit better at just holding on to only the task at hand. Um, so yeah, that's something to consider. Plus it's just nice to have in your life. So true. Something I do if I feel myself having too much nervous energy before a game or before anything, really, this is a theater technique called, it has a name, the Sarnoff squeeze. I don't feel comfortable with that name. <laughs> if you're watching the video, you can see me do it, but you're basically pressing your two hands together in front of your chest with your elbows at 90 degree angles as, as hard as you can. And then you're supposed to do a little bit of breathing with it too, like out through the nose and through the mouth or whatever. And that helps use up excess energy that you have. If you feel like, I feel like you do better through triggers and all that stuff. If you're in a calmer state of mind, which yeah. plays to Megan's point. Anyway, Google it. Uh, all right. At Grizzly 413th asks, what's your favorite RNA draft archetype? Gates. Ooh, wow. Well, I mean, here's the thing. The Gates deck is dumb and um, very, very good if you can get it to come together and uh, is almost unbeatable if you yeah. do it correctly. Uh, mine is High Alert. Ooh, nice. Love it. Also, later on. I'll talk about it more in a different segment, but high alert. Yeah, high alert. Great. Um, and then uh, Scary Eric asks, I don't know if you can answer this, but are either of you scheduled for MF coverage this year? Well, we can't answer <laughs> we that. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for asking. But yes. So, yeah, if um, you have some more questions, you can, uh, you know, go over to our Discord if you're a member of our Patreon and stick them in there. Um, or you can just uh, tweet at us because <coughs> we like questions at, at any point, you know, on Twitter. We'll try and answer to the best of our ability. We're at GLHF Magic. And it's so funny. I was just having this discussion this weekend about how Twitter became the place where magic lives kind of in the so social media sphere, which I think is so strange. It but is it strange. Did. It's time for a standard corner. Just your average everyday corner. 90 degrees. And this one happened in Indianapolis. That's right. The SCG Open was in Indianapolis this weekend. And we got to see some new hot takes on what's brewing in standard. Now that Rav Ravica. Ravica. This has happened so many times today. Ravnica Allegiance has hit the tables. Yes. So what's changing? What new hotness are people slapping down and swinging in sideways or fogging you with? So as we see sometimes... In the aftermath of a new set, there are two types of decks that we tend to see clogging the field by the beginning. It, sometimes it trends towards aggro decks, yep. and we'll see a, a hot ton of hot aggro ton. decks hit the battlefield early, or we'll see a bunch of mid-range decks that just yep. take all of the best cards and like oh, any two or three deck. color combination and just jam them all together. <laughs> and we saw the mid-range yeah. one uh, hit the tables a little bit more this weekend. Yeah. So uh, the tournament was won by Anthony Devardi playing Sultai Midrange. Okay, Sultai Midrange. Well, yes. this deck appears to be fairly similar to the green-black grindy uh, midrange decks of our previous set. Yes, yeah, 
yes, uh, with things like Jade Light Rangers, Carnage Tyrants, lots of explore, um, lots of wild growth walkers to gain a bunch of life. Ravenous Choops. Yep. But it now has, oh, I love this card. Hydroid Crassus. Welcome to the party, Hydroid Crassus. And this is one of Ooh. an example of just jamming the best card exactly. in the format. This deck, in fact, particularly, like you said, took that Golgari mid-range deck like, and was um, like, and here's three copies of Hydroid Crassus. Just put Crassus. this in there. Boop. Get it in there. So this card is kind of nutty. I mean, it does it all. It's a flying yes. trampler. It expands with how much mana you have. It gains you life. It draws you cards. Yes. I literally don't know what else you want in a card. And as people have pointed out, even if this gets countered, yeah. they just don't get the body. They still get the cards and the life. Yeah. Because it's when you cast this spell. So it's like extra good. Yes. Versus any control running around. Oof. Which pretty. we will probably seen the future because control needs to know what it's controlling before it can control. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really do. <laughs> we also saw Bant Midrange take second place. This had four copies of Angel oh, of Grace. What does this angel do? This is the five mana, three white white for a five four flash flying. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one. Reduce. reduce. <laughs> what is Send help. Send help. <laughs> <laughs> Reduces that <laughs> into one instead. Oh. Four white, white, angel, exile it from your graveyard. Your life total becomes 10. Okay. Frilled <laughs> so that Mystic. Was, that was a double white card. Oh. Next up is a okay. double green, double blue, Frilled Mystic, as you pointed out. Also, four copies of Growth Chamber Guardian. This is going to be a standard all-star. Yes. Sure. This is the 2-2 two, two for one and a green. It adapts two for just two and a green. So it becomes a 4-4. Four, four, and you can go and get another copy of it yes. when you adapt it. Do you remember that, what was it, Legion's Lieutenant from Ixalan? Yes. Where you could go find other copies of it in your deck. And it's you're like, like that, but better. You're like, who cares? It's just a 2-2. And then you're like, wait a second. This card's really good. Yeah. And this is just way better. Just way better. This also has Shalai, uh, two Teferi. For history of Benalia. <laughs> some real spiced out exactly. here. To settle the wreckage, this deck just got real weird. It's the one March of the Multitudes I got. Yeah, that's I really great. Okay. To depose. What is that? Depose. Oh, tap target creature, draw a card, or make two thopters. All right. That's a weird inclusion. Yeah. But okay. Okay. Sure. That's second place. Bant mid-range. That's right. In third place is a friend of the show, Yay! Max Magnuson. Great job, Max. Playing Azorius uh, Aggro, which really could be called uh, Mono White Aggro, except for the yes. inclusion of Deputy of Detention. That's right, which is a pretty sweet include, yeah. to be fair. True. Uh, it also has four copies of Tithe Taker. This is a new Allegiance card. This is the one that uh, says during your turn, spells your opponent's cast cost one more to cast, and abilities nice. your opponent's activates cost one more to activate and lesser mana abilities, plus afterlife one. So that's nice. I mean, if someone can't settle you yeah. until turn five it's instead a, of turn it's four, a big difference. Huge difference. But other than that, like you said, just the classic. Uh, white weenie creatures hanging around in there. I will say that the inclusion of blue gives you access to negate and spell pierce out of the sideboard, which pretty can solid. be pretty sweet. Yeah. So you're losing red. You're not getting your heroic reinforcements, which a lot a lot of times is like pretty unbeatable if you have the nut draw. But you get access to a, a, a teensy tiny bit more controlling version, um, which is kind of neat to see. 
Yeah, coming up in fourth, we have our first control list, Esper Control, with classic wind condition, Chromium, Chromium. Fairy, and then, you know, the usual batch, of, <laughs> usual batch of counter spells and kill spells, four copies of Absorb. Ooh, nice. This is a new allegiance card, the white, blue, blue, it's a reprint, instant counter target spell, you gain three life. Pretty nice. Two copies of Mortify as well. Three oh, of wow. Precognitive Perception. That this is five. my favorite. But it's so good. This is three blue, blue, instant, draw three cards. Addendum, if you cast the spell during your main phase, instead scry three, then draw three. And only one Chemist's Insight. <sighs> yeah. And three of those. And three Kaya's Wrath. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. I'm a fan of this list. That seems cool. I'm into it. This was my favorite uh, deck that I saw in the top eight, which is Wyatt Darby, Pro Tour Dominaria Champion, Esper Midrange. Yes. And I've been kind of... Uh, trending a little bit more towards mid-range and best of three that I've been playing on Arena for some reason. I don't really know why. <gasps> Maria! I know. I'm changing my what? stripes. <laughs> I was playing that Angels list, and I, I just liked how powerful all my creatures were. Yeah. It was a very strange feeling. This has four Basilica Bellhaunt. That's bizarre. This is white, oh. white, black, black for three, four. When it enters a battlefield, each opponent discards a card, and you gain th uh, three life. Three life. Which is a very powerful effect, but that mana cost. It, I know. It's wild. But at the same time, if you were expecting mono red, yeah, get you're this right. sucker out there. You're right. That's pretty good. That gets you a lot. Um, we also have Hero of Precinct 1. Nice. Four copies of it. Make me some humans. Two Hostage Taker. Okay. Nice. Three Seraph of the Scales. This is the angel that gets uh, either Vigilance or Death Touch. Afterlife 2, I think, is the most important yes. part of that. Beautiful. Uh, three Thief of Sanity to try and steal your opponent's cards. Two Lyra. Two Dovin. Okay. This is this feels like a deck that was sort of like, hey, what kind of home can we find for Dovin? Uh, Grand Arbiter, because even though it is blue-white, it's not a controlling Planeswalker. No. Uh, it's certainly a mid-range or slightly aggro one. So this deck list does look pretty cool. Isn't it I agree neat? with you. I, I like, like new, I like new cards. I like people seeing, uh, experimenting with new strategies in the format. So, you know, these other decks are good, I'm sure, but I just, I'm bored. I want to see new stuff, <laughs> and this deck is full of new stuff. Yeah. Uh, very cool. So come, going on down the line, we had an Is It Drake's list, uh, another Esper Control, Sultai Midrange. We didn't see Mono Red Aggro until 10th. Oh, interesting. Which is pretty nice. And then we didn't see it again until 13th. So not a ton of those. We also had a four-color Gates deck yeah, at 20th. Yeah, yeah. I just got to double check what's in this deck because <laughs> I've been playing... Uh, I. I think I built this in standard on arena just for funsies and maybe it's okay. Yeah. I've had people tell me this deck is the real deal. I'm not sure if I believe them yet. <laughs> Three gate Colossus, two archway angel, two Gatebreaker Ram, four hydrate Crassus. And then of course you've got gates ablaze, um, oh, Securitas root guild summit, all the stuff you expect two copies of mass manipulation, which is nice. Very funny to me. I guess yeah. why not? Um, I like it. Yeah. I, maybe I'll build this. I certainly have all the cards, except for, no, Hydra Crates is a mythic. Yeah. But everything else is not hard to put together, uh, other than Hydra Crisis and the land. But <laughs> but there you go. And your favorite deck from last standard is a Drake still kicking. Yeah. Which and I appreciate. There's a new addition in that deck. I know. The little Terramander. Yeah. Our little one mana, one, one. one, one I'm a flying. And then later on, I've had people, I've had people, um, Adapt it for a single blue mana. Of course. It's seven and a blue yeah. to adapt adapt four, so it becomes a five five flyer. Nice. Uh, but it costs one less to adapt for every instant or sorcery in your graveyard. Makes sense. Oof. 
pretty good. Pretty and good. it becomes a five-five, which is relevant to lava coil. Can't hit that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a little bit of the new state of standard for you. If you've got a standard deck that you particularly like, somebody sent us a persistent petitioners, petitioners, petitioners deck list. Uh, feel free to send it our way at GLHF Magic. And will we be playing bad mill decks? I don't know. We stream three days we a might. week, so maybe <laughs> we sure we sure get around to a lot of bad decks. <laughs> Ravnica Allegiance Limited with Grand Prix New Jersey. Yes, speaking of the Gates deck, yeah. <laughs> we we got to see, or we didn't get to see. No, we didn't. We didn't get to see Sad it, did we? Face. There was a Gates deck drafted by Sam Black, uh, who, who, who three owned with it, and then posted a photo of it, it just is being like, so good. What, I warned you, essentially, I want to say. 3 I tried to I tried, I tried to, to warn, warn them. them. He says <laughs> it's not the best Gates deck because there's only how many gates in this? One, two, three, eight. four, five, six, seven, eight. I he's, mean, there's only eight. He's like, there's only eight, but everything else voted, I think, is so funny. Yes. We, <laughs> the deck is just, it's got two cavalry. What is this Pegasus called again? Um, uh, Concordia Pegasus. Concordia Pegasus. There's been so many one three Pegasuses, you people. It's got okay. a gatebreaker ram, um, a gateway sneak. Excellent. My favorite three copies of Gate Colossus. Yes. Three. Three copies. Three Archway Angel and a Pitiless Pontiff, and that is it. Those are all the creatures, just nine. Beautiful. By the way, Gateway Colossus is like almost impossible to deal with for your opponent. It's um, an 8-8. Eight, eight. And it comes back because you just play a gate and you're like, well, now I have it back. Yep. But um, it, I've, I've put that card in decks that don't have a lot of gates and perfectly fine with it because yeah. it's just a good creature. Two copies of Gates Ablaze. Nice. Nice. Just We're doing it. Wrath it. Wrath and it away. a bunch of spells that just kill your opponent uh, or kill your or stop kill your opponent's creatures, stop them from attacking you, or draw cards that you need. Sphinx's insight, shimmer possibility. Say, yes, I see a Dovin's acuity in here, perhaps. Yeah, and a bedevil. <laughs> and a bedevil. How about you run bedevil in the same deck with Dovin's acuity? Yes. Great. Beautiful. I love this deck. What a what a world. It's, what a good world so to live fun. in. It's sometimes. so fun. Yeah, but it is taking over online, and it is a uh, very very hard to beat. Yeah. Um, it is possible, obviously, because they're going to be a lot slower than you. But yeah. um, but <laughs> once it gets going, its engine going, it's kind of hard to stop. Yeah. So that's been one of my favorite decks to mess around with, and I've certainly drafted bad versions of the Gates deck too. Don't just go into every dra draft thinking, oh, well, I'm going to get it. Or yeah. it's going to be there for me because it it won't, you know, it's an, it's it's a little tricky deck. Um, but but yeah, anyway, who can we find out who won this thing and who was in our top eight? Because um, there were a couple of big I mean, names. We can try. Let's try. Let's try. So I do know that Paulo Vitor Domodorosa made the top eight and so did Christian Calcano. Wow. What a top eight. And by the way, I wish we could have watched it. Serious. I love watching the first Grand Prix after a, a set is released. Oh, it makes me so, so sad. Uh, anyway, uh, so the winner is uh, Williams, Max Williams. Um, yes. From, uh, a winner of GP New Jersey. Um, but I was going to talk about Christian Calcano briefly. He uh, won a PTQ on Friday. Uh, at this uh, at this event, Magic Fest, New Jersey, and then got in the top eight. So he was having one heck of a weekend. So congrats. congrats yeah, to <laughs> congrats to him. Wow. Nice. Um, And then, yep. And Paulo, of course. Paulo. Like, All right. Unbelievable, this this human being. He was undefeated day one. Dang. Colin Roundtree is a name we know, and he was in the top eight. Stephen King out there playing some magic. <laughs> this guy's name is 
Stephen King? There's a guy out here named Stephen King. Wow. That's pretty great. Oh, wow. Wow. What a life. <laughs> what a life. Um, anyways, we can take a quick look at their deck lists, I think. I want to know what they drafted. Same. There they are. Okay. Max Williams. Um, one. Ooh, this, this looks like an, a Rakdos aggro. A nice little Rakdos aggro oh, cool. deck. We've got two plague whites, which is very, you know, a very tough creature to deal with sometimes on the field. Mm -hmm. A fireblade artist, which you like. Yes. Uh, two hacrobats. Yes. Pretty good. Gore clan wrecker, which I've been very happy with. Yeah, me um, too. Very actually. impressed with. Three and a red for a two-two menace and riot. Yeah, that card is a very annoying. Ooh, a nice Rixmati Reveler. Maybe that was the pack one, pick one. Yeah. Uh, two Rubble Belt Recluse. This is the six five. Yeah, four and a red for a six five that attacks each combat if able. Just solid. Uh, a Rakdos Firewheeler. So good. Two Rakdos Roustabouts. This this looks quite good. And a Theater of Horrors. This deck seems awesome. Oh yeah, look at that. No wonder he won. Nice. This deck's That's great. a really solid deck. All right. So what did this next person, Dylan? draft dylan gellis looks like he drafted a pretty straightforward gruel deck Ooh, it looks good too yeah a couple uh territorial boars a zertog goblin that can be a three three for two yeah uh friend two frenzied arnix which is a real beater yep two savage smash this which deck is looks great also solid um then we've got uh brian maybes <laughs> maybe uh maybes this is also a rakdos deck um it looks a little bit it's yeah, just it's a little bit good. less impressive yeah you know is what i see not you know all of the all of the creatures are just like a, a, a hair below yeah. yeah um paulo who had what looks like uh a orzov an orzov deck this wow. looks like a nice no three colors yet i really like debtor's transport I love this. The marshmallow. The marshmallow. Man. This is the two, the five and a black for Afterlife 2, 5, 3. Got that Afterlife 2. It's when so people good. play this against me, you're just like, I don't want to kill it. I don't, don't want to give it? them two spirits. I know. It sucks. That's a lot. Two spirits is worth a card by itself. It feels like getting two for one if yeah. you spend a card to kill this. He's running Glass of the Guild Pack, by the way, in this deck. Oh. Which All right. Well, gives there we go. Creatures one plus one plus one. I mean, if it looks like he's got a fair amount of, he has three copies of Grasping Ooh, Thrall. Make a so four four. I get four four okay. four four flyer, and okay. all those little spirits are going to be um, black white. Syndicate Guild so. Mage. Nice Tasa too. Oh, all right. All right. His deck looks this kind deck, of good. All, yeah, also looks very good, and an ill-gotten inheritance. More we words like that. about that card. Yeah, like. more, for sure. <laughs> Christian Calcano. Uh, looks like he drafted an Azorius deck. Wait, no, this no, one's this four is four color. Four, is he? Yeah, he was trying to do the gates thing here. Ah, uh, gotcha. We got a lot of gates in the lands. Yeah, look at that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight gates. Two copies of Gates Ablaze. Two open the gates mm -hmm. to seize the day. Yeah. So Christian Calcano is our gates deck at the table. Gates deck at the table. And then next we have uh, what looks like another Orzov, Orzov deck. From Chase Masters, which... Yeah. Um, oh, this has a Kaya's Wrath in it. Nice. Yeah. A perfectly fine Orzov deck there. Yep. And then we have... Uh, oh, now we have our Simic deck. Very nice. Colin Roundtree. Yep. With a Frilled Mystic in it. Ooh. Galloping Lizrog. Chillbringer. What a card. Chillbringer's We've so good. We've talked about it before. Yeah. 
Chillbringer, quite the card. <laughs> Stephen King. Stephen King. Ooh, I bet he drafted something spooky. Out here. Uh, ooh, and he's playing a little Esper deck. Ooh, cool. That's, uh, it looks like it's splashing only for Seraph of the Scales, I want to say, is uh, the only black card that I'm seeing. And a Mortify. No, that's worth it. Yeah, this deck looks very... Oh, Ooh. and an Ethereal Absolution. So a lot of the top tables apparently going into day two were like mono Ethereal Absolution. I believe that. Like, seriously. Card is so good. It's so good. So good. And two Azorius Knight Arbiters with... Ugh. I mean, you don't even need the Ethereal this Absolution, but... This deck is super impressive to me as well. This deck looks great. Yeah. Turns out the top eight knows how to draft. Wow. Because these decks, I really like a lot of them. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's a thing. Like, I think on... Let's our, go through and see. We had we had an Azorius deck. Yes. Uh, we had an Orzov deck. Two Orzovs. Two Orzovs. Yep. We, did we have a... We had a Gruel. We had a Gruel. We had a Simic. Simic. We had a Rakdos. Rakdos. Two Look Rakdos and a Gates. Yeah. Yeah, so the people were all cooperating, it looks, at least to, yeah. to the most extent. And we didn't see any... It, like, right, no, no deck got shut out no archetype got shut out of the top eight no which is nice to see really cool i think uh for me personally my challenge or something i want to do more on arena is drafting two color decks in this format yeah because it's so easy to draft three colors i know i've been drafting mostly two color decks we've talked about this some did we uh, that my preference is for two color decks in this format yeah oh yes we did we did i don't feel like sometimes i feel like the consistency I, I you're gonna have to pay the price yeah you have to remember that sometimes you lose because your deck isn't quite as consistent yeah and by the way if you're drafting the gates deck let me just tell you about what is it sky tether it's a single white mana oh yeah card is i solid. mean it's excellent in that deck okay because you want cheap ways to deal with your opponent's creatures that's yeah. my secret tech for you wow or not so secret whatever <laughs> nice. anyway nice <laughs> Before we go, we quickly wanted to have a what is this card moment with yes. you all. Um, yep. More to come in the future, I'm sure. But just, yes. just right now. Right now. This is all right. what's, what our Maria. Favorite. Yeah. What card are you wanting about? <laughs> what card are you wanting about? Yeah. All right. Well, I've got a beef with a card and its name is Ill-Gotten Inheritance. What is this card? Excuse me. Four mana. And then I just sit there and do nothing for the yeah. rest of the game. And then I win. What? is this card not only do they lose like do i lose life but they get to gain a life when they my opponent gain is it back they gain a life i get a lot of hard work trying to get you down to five and now you're gonna go all the way back up to 20 i'm attacking you i've been attacking you i'm doing my job you're the way that anything. all of those creature players say i'm supposed to do my job you're just sitting there on the couch eating durangos and paying six mana to kill me from four what is this card and what is this card it is so frustrating to be like do you know what i think i've got this game on lockdown and your opponent all of a sudden flips Boop. the script on you by doing the minimal amount of work paying four mana that's what you work. did you paid they played four a mana. single card good job do you want a medal you did <laughs> you did it you paid three to black and you played this card and now you win Ugh. you know what what else i have to say about this card the other day i played against somebody who played three of them in a single what? game what and what? then I learned that oh. Marshall had drafted four of them and played all because four. Because it's common? Because it's common and you just can? And then I heard about somebody who played five in their deck and they would have played more. All of you are monsters. What is this card? What is this card? I'm so done with this card. It's not even funny. <laughs> 
Way better than it looks, by the way. Megan, yeah. what's your what is this card? High alert. High alert. What is this card? Oh, you're just going to play a 2-5 hexproof, but actually it's a 5-5 five, five hexproof. <laughs> it's a 5-5 five, five hexproof. You're going to play a 1-4 flyer for 3 mana, but then actually it's a 4-4 four, four flyer for 3 mana. <laughs> High alert. What is this card? And... And summary judgment, great removal card in the format. But guess the frick what? What? High alert, you can just pay four mana, untap a creature. Can they kill it anymore? No. no. Did they have to do they have to, you know, make themselves vulnerable by attacking and leaving themselves vulnerable to a counterattack? No. no. Because they can just pay four mana, and guess what? It's untapped now. Hey, you know what power was invented for? Power was invented for what your power is when you're attacking. Exactly. Not your toughness. Do you know what toughness was invented? it for what? just to be toughness oh interesting it's just supposed to be how tough mm. you are mm. what if how tough you are is suddenly how strong you are <laughs> <laughs> does how strong you are even mean anything anymore no no hi alert what is this card what is this card there you go those are our first two what is this card what is this card <laughs> time to talk about ultra pro and some of the new cool stuff they have out with ravnica legions that's right we've already talked some about their guild sleeves They're but so good. every time look i see them i that. see them in the wild yeah and i'm just like those are gorgeous i want them and you i can have them want to point out that you can now get uh, the new bitter blossom art from ultimate oh, masters on their look sleeves. at it it's so gorgeous. good Look at that little fairy. And these ones, which is a humbug, which was the uh, December like promo uh, card, holiday, the holiday. Pro promo. And there it is on the sleeves. It looks so cute. Yes. So all of their new set of art sleeves are also just looking aces out there. And I picked up this My Little Pony deck box. From Adorable. Them. They've got Amazing. My Little Pony sleeves and deck box. I don't know yes. if you know this, which you probably don't because I've literally never said it, but I was obsessed with My Little Pony when I was growing up. What? I had so many. I loved them. I didn't particularly like horses, but they were so colorful and pretty pretty that i had a huge thing for them oh so my little ponies that's pretty great i played with my little ponies from my my mom and my aunt's collections from when they were kids oh yeah when i was a kid with my cousins it was great they're great uh relic tokens yes as we mentioned last time you can now get a big old box of these yeah there's new ones out there um and we just love these people love collecting all yeah. of the different arts they love holding on to them to use as their tokens or as their life counters they're just pretty great and I've got one final thing I want to show you, which is actually from D&D, &D, but it's pretty cool if you're a magic player, which is like this chest that yes. it looks like an angry chest and you can open it up its mouth and keep your dice and stuff in yes, there. Yes, and it even has a nice little zipper so they're I not going to fall it. out. And it I love this. Tongue. It has it. a little carabiner, <laughs> which is, okay, Maria loves the tongue. <laughs> I love the practical carabiner, which that's, that's how who you, I am. How you could describe well, us. Well, it's because basically. like your right, your bag gets so full. Yeah. And so just being able to have like a, a dice holder that you can just clip onto the outside of your bag, not worry about it taking up space and cluttering up the inside of your bag. Yeah. Real nice. Yeah. This tongue is honestly kind of weird. <laughs> it has a real, it has a real Beetlejuice feel. This is a Beetlejuice <laughs> vibe. Or a Nightmare Before Christmas vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Right. So anyway, a bunch Anyways. of new toys from Ultra Pro. Thank you to them for being the sponsor of our show. You can check out their website at ultrapro.com or you can go to cardkina.com slash GLHF where a lot of fine Ultra Pro products are sold. Well, 
humans, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. That's right. Thank you so much again to everyone who is already a patron of the show. If you have not become one yet, again, think about it, right? You go you go to GPs and get your card signed by artists and get mm-hmm. altars made, or you buy prints to show your appreciation of, of their work. Um, consider giving, as again, as little as a dollar a month or five bucks a month, a dollar twenty-five a week for all of the content we put out as a way of saying, hey, I I appreciate what you're doing um, because again, it it's the way that we're able to keep doing this work um, and it means uh, so much to us. Yeah, you can find that at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Big thanks again to our two sponsors, Ultra Pro and Card Kingdom. Use cardkingdom.com slash GLHF if you want to buy anything from them. And yeah, we're streaming three days a week on twitch.tv slash GLHF magic. Come hang out with us for yeah. those streams. You can see us draft some of the decks that we talked about today. Yep. You can see us experiment with those with those Absolutely. standard decks out there now. I, I put together most of Judith Priest, which was yes. a great deck name and a deck that had been floating around the internet, which is kind of like an aristocrat style deck. And it's really cool. It's It's got a million different lines every single turn that you could take. So it's pretty complicated and interesting to try and pilot. And, um, you know, we're just making other silly decks like the Gates deck and standard. You're making your what one are you putting? I together? made uh, I made the Nexus of Manny Davuti. Oh, yeah. Um, who who has made top eight at a couple of GPs and stuff like that uh, became the number one uh, ranked constructed player on arena over the weekend at some point uh, with a nexus of fate wilderness reclamation Ooh. like turbo turbo fog turns deck sounds like a nightmare and I made it but the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> that there's like mechanical aspects of the deck that I did not know how to function with on oh, Arena. Oh, yeah. Like stacking your Teferi and Wilderness Reclamation untap triggers. Wow. Um, and stuff like that. So I've learned a little bit more about mechanically how <laughs> Arena works. And I lost a lot of games by just being like, I'm trying to untap these lands before I untap all of these lands, but it's not happening. <laughs> So it's been a real different kind of learning curve for me right well, now. Well, now you know more. Now but, you know more. And if you want to know those secrets, you too can learn them. Yeah, twitch.tv slash GLHF magic. Thanks again for listening to us, as you do, hopefully every week. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes for this or the upkeep if you listen to both of them. And, you know, keep it classy, San yeah. Diego. <laughs> Did you know this? Every month we have a giveaway on Gleam that you can find in the show notes of the podcast or underneath the the YouTube video itself. And we give away some swag from Card Kingdom, from Ultra Pro, and from us to the winners. And we've got two. We didn't announce the winner for um, December, but we did draw it. Yes. And they do know. And that's MTG Home Row. They hang out with us on our stream and that kind of thing. So that's pretty cool. Congratulations. And now we have to announce our January winner. Who is? Who we've got. Well, I wrote it down. Uh, Angelo from Phoenix. Congratulations. Nice. So that means our February Gleam giveaway is now live. You can find it in the show notes. There's a couple of ways to enter. Subbing on Twitch or YouTube. uh, Visiting our Patreon page. Those kinds of things. uh, Gets you entered. And you know what? You've got a pretty good shot at winning. Because a lot of people just flat out don't take the time to do it. So. I would suggest doing it yes. and, and do it every month because you probably will win at some point. Take the time, one, to become a patron. Yeah. Uh, two, to sub to those things when you go to them. Yeah. But also three, win enter, that, enter that Gleam giveaway win. Yeah. <laughs>